You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof, he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but, for, but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Amen. Before you're seated, would you read with me uh, verse 1, just the first line to that first period, uh, ending with the word Lord. Uh, Philippians 3, verse 1. Ready? Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. And I'd like to speak this morning on that subject, rejoicing in the Lord. Our Father, I pray you'd speak to us this morning as we look at your word. I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would speak to every heart, uh, every listener. I think of those who are watching this service. I'm thankful that the word of God is not limited to uh, an in-person service. I thank you that it can work uh, on Facebook. I thank you it can work on a radio station. I thank you that it can uh, work through technology. But Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to every person here today And I pray you'd give us what we need. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. I'm going to begin this morning a series, and uh, it'll be several Sundays. And you say, well, why are you doing a series? I'm doing a series, so we're not going to be here till 2 o'clock this afternoon, right? So when you hear a series, that ought to be a good thing to say, praise God. The pastor's not going to try to cram uh, three hours into one service. But I'd like to, to eventually get to verse 14. And that's where Paul wrote, and he said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That word press, it means to run. It means to strain. It means to strive for. It means to give everything you have in the race. Now, Paul was not talking about a physical race, although in Paul's day, they had the Olympic Games that had begun there with the Roman Empire. And the Apostle Paul was saying, hey, the Christian life is like a race. The difference is we're not running for a trophy. We're not running for a corruptible crown, Paul said, like the runners of that day. They would run for a a wreath that was made out of vines that would be placed on the head of the victor. Paul said, we're not running for that. We're running for something far greater, something far more important. Paul said, we are running so that when we cross the finish line, 
someday we'll hear our Savior say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so that's where we're going with this. And I want to encourage you to press toward the mark. I want to encourage you to run the race. But I want you to see, first of all, this morning, that we will not finish the race. We will not uh, capture the prize that God has. We will not hear those words, well done, number one, if we are not rejoicing. You say, well, pastor, what are you talking about? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a grump and I'm proud of it. You know, uh, I, I'm the, I'm the self-appointed grump in the church as a matter of fact. And you know, I think smiling, I think that's wicked. And I think being happy, you know, I think that's bad. And I'm not, you know, you, you missed it. The Bible tells us and the Bible commands us over and over and over again that we are supposed to rejoice in the Lord. Now, I don't know if there's anyone in here, but is there anyone in this room who has competed in, now you didn't just do it one time, but you've competed in multiple races. Maybe it was a, a 5K race, maybe it was a marathon, maybe in high school or college, maybe you were involved in sprinting or, or hurdles, but is there anyone like that that you competed in racing? Okay, we've got Caitlin over here. We've got, let's see here. We've got Gina, we've got Brian and Jessica. We got Emmett, okay. Brother Edmund, was your hand up? And Thomas? Wow, now you guys didn't compete against each other, right? Okay, I'm just checking. So we've got some professionals in our midst. You didn't know that, did you? But we have identified these professionals. So these folks have run races and they've run multiple races. So that means that they did it probably because they wanted to do it. You did it because you enjoyed it or you look forward to it. Or you said, you know what? This is, this is exciting. I get to compete. I can maybe get a trophy. Uh, I can get a first place or I can be at least the first in my age bracket or whatever. But if you run multiple races, chances are you do it because you love it. You do it because you enjoy it. Now, how many of you say, I couldn't raise my hand about running a race, but I love, I love to go fishing. How many of you love to go fishing? Let me see. Not, not once in a you know, blue moon, but, but you love it. I mean, you, if you got the chance, if I announced tomorrow morning, 2 a.m., we're loading up a bus and we're going fishing, how many of you say, I'd be all in? If I get off work, I'd be all in. All right, put your hands down. How many of you say, I don't care what time it is, I'm not going fishing. Anybody, whoa, we got some hands there. All right, put your hands down. You know why some would get up at 2 a.m. and get on a bus and go fishing? Because you love it, right? Because you're excited about it. It's fun to you, it's enjoyable to you. How many say, I wouldn't do the fishing, but if we had a hunting trip going on, I'd be on that hunting trip. Anybody like that? Maybe some of the same ones of fishing. We got a few that like, a few hunters, all right. Put your hands down. How many say, I would never in a million years get up early to go fishing or hunting? But if you had a shopping trip leaving out tomorrow morning, I would be all over that. Let me see your hands. Okay, we had some hands going up before I even finished. Okay, so, so we, we all got something we love, right? We got something that motivates us. And here's the difference. You know why some people would get up early and get back late and spend the whole day doing something? because they love it. It brings them joy. 
It brings, it's a thrill. It's a passion. It's something they're excited about. Here's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, if you and I are going to run the race that God has for us, we must rejoice in the Lord. There's got to be some joy. I want to tell you, I believe, and not just because of the pandemic, but I believe we're living in a society where people are depressed. People are discouraged. People are, are, are having a hard time and people are dealing with pain and people are dealing with suffering and people are dealing with sorrow. And I'm not saying that you won't have those things when you serve God. But what I'm saying is you can go through those things and still have joy. Nehemiah said it like this. He said, neither be ye sorry, neither be discouraged. Don't be depressed. Don't be defeated. Neither be ye sorry. He said, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know what you need to run the race? You need strength. You know how you get the strength? The joy of the Lord is our strength. I hope today, I hope you'll catch this truth and I hope that you'll capture it in your own life. Number one, rejoicing. The word rejoice, it means to be glad. It means to be full of cheer. This book of Philippians is all about joy. I'll go quickly, but notice Philippians 1, verse number 4. I'm going to go fast. Are you ready? Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy. Verse 18, therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Verse 25, the joy of faith. Verse 26, your rejoicing may be abundant. Chapter 2, verse 2, fulfill ye my joy. Chapter 2, verse 16, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. Verse 17, I joy and rejoice. Verse 18, ye joy and rejoice. Verse number 28, ye may rejoice. Chapter 3, verse 1, rejoice in the Lord. Chapter 3, verse 3, rejoice in Christ Jesus. Chapter 4, verse 1, my joy and crown. Chapter 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That'd be a great verse to write down on a sticky note or, 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 or put it on a three by five card and stick it in your pocket and remind yourself throughout the week, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, some of us, we're good at rejoicing when we're enjoying our favorite meal, right? Some of us are good at rejoicing when we've got a cup of coffee right in front of us. Whew, that sounded good about now. My, my heart breaks for these, these bus teens. They, a, couple of these, a couple of these boys have asked me two weeks in a row. They said, Pastor, is there anywhere we can get some coffee? I said, well, not in the auditorium, but, you know, coffee helps some of us to rejoice, does it not? Uh, or the bank account is full and we can rejoice and the health is good and we can rejoice. But Philippians 4, 4 says we are to rejoice in the Lord always. You see, we don't rejoice because of circumstances. We rejoice because of who we know. We rejoice because of what the Lord has done. You don't have to turn to these verses, but maybe you want to jot down a couple references. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 2 and Psalm 20, it says we should rejoice in salvation. You may not have anything going for you in this life, 
You may have uh, uh, everything that is caving in all around you, and I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm not trying to say it's not a big deal, but here's what I'm saying. If you had nothing in this life that went well for you, but you had your salvation, that's reason to rejoice. If you've been born again, if you've been saved by the grace of God and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, I want to tell you that's something to rejoice about. You can go to the, you can go to the shopping uh, uh, store, or the shopping market, and you can go uh, to the gas station, and you can walk down the, the street in your neighborhood, and you can have a smile and have joy because you're saved. I want to tell you, we ought to rejoice in our salvation. Deuteronomy 26, 2 Chronicles 6, the Bible says we should rejoice in God's supply or God's goodness. You know what's amazing? God's been better to me than I deserve. You say a little bit? Oh, no, a lot. He's been far better to me than I ever deserved. That's reason to rejoice. Yeah, Brother Dan talked about it in, it talked about it in Sunday school how we, we compare so much. Well, so-and-so's got this or so-and-so's got this. I don't know about everybody else. I don't know about what's going on with everybody else, but I know this. Jeremy Coburnett is doing so much better today, and it's not because of me. It's because of God's goodness and God's supply. That's reason to rejoice. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 16 and Psalm 105, we can rejoice in seeking God, or I would say this, rejoice in spending time with God. You know, you may feel like the whole world hates you and everybody's against you, but there's just something special about getting in this book, just you and God and getting on your knees and talking to God. Boy, you may feel like you're discouraged going in, into that meeting, but I promise you what, you'll be encouraged coming out of that meeting when you get alone with God. Rejoice in seeking God. And the Bible says in Psalm 28, we can rejoice in God's strength. You say, Pastor, I don't have the strength to go on. I think about right back here where uh, Christy is sitting right now, but in the early service, Miss Effie, Pearson was here, Landon sang in the early service, and I mentioned about Miss Effie, who found out Wednesday that she has uh, stomach cancer, and they believe that they can operate, they believe they can take care of it with surgery, but we're, we're, we were, we're talking about that, but I think about someone like Miss Effie, and you know, the truth is, you say, Pastor, I don't have the strength to go through that. I don't have the strength to go through this. I don't have the strength to, to go through the loss of a loved one or, or, or a situation in my family. I don't have that strength. And I'll be honest with you, I don't either. But can I tell you who does have the strength? God does. And Paul wrote and he said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. You can rejoice, not in your own strength. The arm of flesh will fail. We'll talk about that tonight. You can't put confidence in the flesh, but you can put all your confidence in God because of his strength. Paul said this, he said, rejoice in the Lord. Verse number one, let's go on. He says, to write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Paul is saying here, he said, it's not a, it's not a problem for me to remind you of this. And the reason is he kept saying it over and over and over again, rejoice in the Lord. Paul said, it's not, it's not a bother. It's not a problem for me to keep reminding you. He said, because for you, it is safe for me to remind you. I say, well, safe from what? what? What's the big deal about rejoicing in the Lord? Well, if you don't rejoice in the Lord, look what happens, verse two. 
Paul said, beware of dogs. Now, that's not talking about, you know, Fifi, or that's not talking about, you know, your, 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 your pet puppy, you know, that you have at home. It's not talking about that kind of dog. What he's talking about here is he is talking about people who will devour you, people that will try to destroy you, people that will try to discourage you. It's wicked people. It goes on to say in verse 2, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. Verse 3 says, for we are the circumcision, meaning Paul was a, a Jew. He says in verse number 5, he says, you know, I myself, he says, I was circumcised and I'm a, a Hebrew of the Hebrews and I'm of the tribe of Benjamin and I'm of the stock of Israel. And what Paul was saying was, is in that day, there was a big division between the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews put a lot of confidence in all the things that they did to keep the Old Testament law. And they like to say to the Gentiles, say, hey, you're not on the same level that we are. We're better than you. Well, friend, I got news for you. There ain't nobody in this room that's better than the next person. And the person who's standing behind the pulpit is not better than the person sitting in the pews. And the people sitting in this building are not better than somebody that's outside this building. We are all sinners that have been saved by the grace of God. And if it were not for the grace of God, we'd all still just be sinners on our way to hell. And what Paul is saying here is he says, you can rejoice in the Lord, but you can't rejoice in the things you've done. If you're counting on your credentials and you're counting on your accomplishments, Paul said, I got news for you. I got a whole lot more accomplishments than you'll ever have. But Paul said, those are nothing to boast in. He said, my boasting, my rejoicing, my joy comes from God and I will rejoice in the Lord. He says in verse number three, for we are the circumcision. And what that was, was that was an expression that the Jews like to say, well, look at us, you know, you know, we're Baptists or we, we are fill in the blank. You know, we are, we're the real, we're the real Christians, you know, everybody else. You know how that goes. Uh, we always, we justify our own sins and we magnify the sins of everybody else. But you know, can I tell you this? Were it not for the grace of God, we wouldn't be here today. And Paul said, hey, we are the circumcision. But he said this, but here's what we do. He said, we don't rejoice in that. He says, but we worship God in the spirit. You know how you can rejoice in the Lord? Just get some time alone with God and worship him. And think about and talk about his greatness. We sang that song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. I'll get some time with God and sing that song, How Great Thou Art, to God be the glory. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. When you will worship God, notice what it says, worship God in the Spirit. That's talking about the Holy Spirit. That's not just saying, oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a good feeling for worship. Oh no, you worship God in the Holy Spirit. And then he says this, you worship God in the spirit and you rejoice in Christ Jesus. There it is again. And have no confidence in the flesh. Can I tell you, if you're going to run the race, and if I'm going to run the race, there's going to have to be some rejoicing. I, I don't know if this is true. I hope it's true. But I want to be a joyful person. That's what I want to be. I want this church to be a joyful church. 
I hope, and we've got folks that watch every service, and we've got folks listen on the radio. They've never been here, but they watch, some from distant states and different places. But I hope that when people watch the service, I hope they look at the choir, and I hope they, 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 they see the congregation that comes in, the different camera angles, and they get to see people, and they hear the preaching, and they, they're a part of the service. And I hope people watching say, you know, those people at Victory Baptist, they may not have it all figured out, which we don't. And they may not have it all together, but they're a joyful people. Can I tell you, that'd be a great testimony for our church if people say, that's a joyful church. There's people, you go into that church and they're not criticizing everybody. They're not gossiping about everybody. They're not mad at everybody. They, they actually, they get along. They love the Lord and they are happy about serving God. I hope that we'd have a happy church, a joyful church. I want to have a joyful home. Now, I'm not the only one that lives in my home. My wife, my girls, my son live in that home. But can I tell you, if I come home and I'm a grump, that's going to affect Lacey and Savannah. They're trying to have the joy of the Lord and they're trying to just do what they're supposed to do. And dad comes in and I'm mad at the world and I'm frustrated at work. You say, Pastor, do you get frustrated at work? Oh, you better believe it. If you knew who I worked with, well, I'll give you an example. One of them's in here, Brother Dan Bybee. How many of you say, I'd be frustrated if I had to work with Brother Dan Bybee all day? There's a lot of hands. Uh, evangelistically speaking, scores and scores of hands. But if I come home from work and, and I'm frustrated, and not because of Brother Dan, but we'll say Nathan or Caleb, you know, and, uh, and I come home and I say, I'm going to take it out on my girls. Well, can I tell you, that's, that is destroying the spirit of my home. And I want to have a joyful home. I want to have a joyful marriage. I want, I want the home to be a joyful place. I want to rejoice in the Lord always, in my attitude, in my expressions, in my words, in my actions. I want to rejoice in the Lord in my emails that I send and the text messages that I send. What I do on Facebook, I want that to, to show the joy of the Lord. In your blue hymn book, you don't have to turn there. You're welcome to if you'd like to. But in our blue hymn book, the song is 312. And the song is entitled, Rejoice in the Lord. It was written by a man named Ron Hamilton. How many of you ever heard that name before? Ron Hamilton. All right, put your hands down. How many of you didn't remember that name, but you know the name Patch the Pirate. You ever heard that name? Ron Hamilton in 1978. He was a young man uh, serving God, very musical. He was preaching and teaching and uh, involved in, in ministry. Ron Hamilton found out that he had cancer. And that cancer eventually took his eye. He went to the doctor. He had the eye removed and the doctor handed him a patch. And Ron Hamilton that day made a decision. He said, it's not what I would have chosen. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. But here's what he said. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord because he makes no mistakes. He knoweth the end of each path that I take. And when I am tried and purified, I shall come forth as gold. That's exactly what Job said when Job went through trials and Ron Hamilton took that expression and put it in that song. 
And Ron Hamilton took what should have been and probably was a curse, and he allowed God to make that a blessing. And Ron Hamilton became known as Patch the Pirate. Millions and millions of children have been impacted because of his songs, because of his lessons, because of his ministry. To this day, he has touched countless lives, all because he said, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I know I've got this patch. I know that I don't have my sight in that eye. And I know this is, is something that, that is not what I would choose. But he said, I believe God has a plan for my life. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what is your patch. I don't know what is your trial. I don't know what your burden is. But I'll tell you this. We've got to rejoice in the Lord. Keep trusting Him so that we can press toward the mark and so that we can run the race. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.